Every living being loves their life. From the giant whale to the smallest insect to plants, animals, human beings all love their life. They want to survive. They have an inherent desire to grow, flourish, and survive. Anything that stands in the path of this desire to flourish, they struggle against. And life is a process of shadow and light. As the sun falls through the leaves of a tree and forms patterns of shadow and light, so life forms processes that are disruptive or antithesis to the desires of a human being and those which support the life of that person and of all living beings. So when life is in balance, this process of shadow and light, this process of destruction and preservation, creation, it moves in a balance, in a flow. And human societies also move in this balance, this flow. Unless the collective work of a society or a group in human life, in animal life, becomes out of balance. And this can happen not only in human societies, but in animal societies of different sorts. This uh, due to stress of hostile forces, uh, lack of food, lack of water, the overcrowding, the societies can become imbalanced. When they become imbalanced, then um, the life does not flourish. It, it moves out of balance. Struggle becomes prominent. Joy and happiness go down. And overall, the behavior of the living beings in the society changes. They may even become different than their own natural tendencies. If rats are put in a enclosed environment where their population grows and grows, they will become destructive towards each other, aggressive towards each other in ways that in the normal society, without this pressure, they would not do. So it is with all societies of mammals and human beings. And even you can see it in societies of fish. 
So in order for a society to thrive, a group of living beings to thrive, there must be sufficient resources for their existence and for them to be able to live out their dharma, to grow, to prosper, to procreate, and to pass from this world in a way that has uh, is natural to their kind, to their species, to their own dispositions, to their individual dispositions. The individual must be able to flourish within the society to say that a society has balance. When that balance is taken away due to some type of environmental circumstance, such as the rats with overcrowding, human beings with overcrowding, human beings with lack of resources, find that the society they are living in threatens their ability to live out their dharma, their individual dharma, and their collective human dharma, their Bhagavad dharma, to realize the great. If people are starving, if people are living in oppression, it is very hard to say, just meditate and realize the infinite. For their immediate need in their physical life, for is the preservation of their body and mind, the preservation of their offspring. And when the, that is threatened in some way, that occupies the mind in a prominent way. So spiritual life becomes difficult, though for some, their belief in the sublime is so great that they utilize that suffering to push them even further toward the sublime. And for those individuals, even the darkest times in the society, they will maintain their connection. But they will not prosper in their dharma, in their ability to uh, live a life that is fulfilling. To do this, they must have balance, harmony in the society and the fundamental basic needs for food, clothing, shelter, and ability to grow and realize their dharma must be allowed by the society. War is a terrible blight in this world. 
none should have to live under its curse. Oppression begets aggression. Aggression begets a response of aggression. But rather than looking at to find fault of who of the aggressors is at fault, it must be seen, is there a lack of balance in the society? Is there a situation in which human beings are oppressed and cannot fulfill their dharma? Feel that they are so oppressed that their suffering causes them to result to violence. Anger wells inside the need to have some ability to effectively change their lives. And due to this, to the degree to which that oppression is felt, there will be the degree of violence in the response, even ignoring their own personal life. This violence is the result of some psychic wounding. In the case of Russia and Ukraine, there is in the psyche of the Russian people, some of the Russian people, for Russia is a very large, diverse country, but in the psyche of some people, there is the feeling that they have had power and prestige that they no longer have. And there is a desire to recreate that, to honor their homeland. In Germany in World War I, this same psychology led to the emergence of Hitler. And uh, it was the inferiority complex of the German people that they felt they were being made smaller than they wanted to be that led them to the problem behaviors and the oppressive and aggressive actions which were embodied by Hitler and his regime. Likewise in Russia, to a lesser extent, that same uh, sentiment of a great nation, a great people with a great cultural history, uh, not feeling 
that they are uh, living to their full potential. And here their neighbors have broken away from them and are doing so nicely. They don't, they feel uh, inadequate. And so their feelings are embodied in a leader who takes that psychology to the greater extent and therefore becomes aggressive. The situation in the Ukraine is mild compared to the bomb shell that has awaited the situation in Israel and Palestine. For a nation was built on top of another nation and the people of that nation forced out of their homes to a reservation a small strip of land where they lived in poverty as second-class citizens and in oppressive circumstances under the thumb of those who took their land. It is not the fault of those who took their land for they were given that land by the general body due to the crimes committed against them. But the decision was not a wise one, for the land was not empty, the land held people, and those people suffered greatly when they were displaced into a type of reservation. And since then that reservation has become a prison, and the population has grown to a, an extent where human beings do not do well in a confined situation with a vast population that cannot, cannot move out of its borders. <clears throat> and such oppression, the society becomes out of balance. The people unable to realize their dharma. Some become restless, some have malcontent, and out of that emerge leaders who express that malcontent, just as Hitler expressed the malcontent of the German people. And Putin expresses the malcontent of some of the Russian people. Russia is a vast country, so one cannot say this is the main intent. But for those of the Palestinian society, they have lived as a very oppressed and second-class people. And out of that has emerged, and out of the resentment of their lands being taken, has emerged violent leaders, desperate to do something to improve the lot of their people.
So atrocities have been committed out of the anger and pain and suffering of those displaced from their lands and placed in their reservations. And from the dominance and control of their oppressors. The oppressed become the oppressors. The oppressed, again, sweep with violence towards those they see as their oppressors. And the human condition is out of balance. <clears throat> the pressure of <coughs> overpopulation and poor circumstance come together to compound the situation. So what to do? Due to a series of historical decisions without foresight to the future, this situation has arisen and the, the health, health and joy of the Israeli state, the development that they have is greatly resented by those who feel oppressed by them. And as long as that situation exists, no matter how many people are rooted out and killed, the same violence will reoccur. Because an oppressed people must have an outlet, must have a way out of that oppression. The solution to this problem is one that neither group are willing to face. They must end this situation of apartheid. They must end it, call it peace. And integrate their society. Take down the walls and the borders. Hamas's power lies in the pain and suffering of the people. That is why they are in power. This situation is overshadowing news to the world of earthquakes, floods, 
Devastation left behind fires where people around the world in Afghanistan, in Maui, in uh, the floodings, people around the world, their homes are destroyed. They are suffering. The world is having, many parts of the world are having struggle due to the climate, due to the tensions of this overcrowding and these situations that have ensued where the collective sentiment of one people is wounded to one degree or another by another people. Perhaps jealousy, perhaps inability to live their dharma and feel good about themselves collectively. These are changing times. And until that change is realized, the problems you see will continue and more will develop. War in human society cannot be curbed in the present situation. But it may be here, it may be there, but there is no collective body to come. So it is up to the forces themselves that are at odds to find their solutions, and that can be difficult. So what to do when you see floods, earthquakes, fires, wars, devastating human beings, when you see cruelty of unmatched levels, devastating human beings, what to do? You sit in the comfort of your home. It isn't happening to you, but it could. No one is immune to all of these forces. What to do? As sadhikas, as spiritual beings, you have one action that you can do. Even if you are unable to take action in the physical plane, you are not in a position to affect what is happening. 
there is still action you can take, action that is significant, and that is to utilize your psychic force, to utilize your spiritual force, to bring the light of Param Brahma, of the Infinite One, into these areas of human struggle and uh, natural disaster where people are suffering. Bring the love of the infinite down to the earth plane. Let that love comfort, heal, guide, the hearts and minds of those who are struggling. Let it bring peace for when the shadow, when the sun is overcast and the shadows of the leaves grow great, when the clouds are taken from the sun and it brightly shines, then the balance begins to be restored. Love, true love, great compassion and loving kindness are a healing balm when restored in the hearts and minds of all those who are wounded. For even those who are oppressors, and even those who do retaliatory actions of great violence are wounded beings, wounded by the circumstance of their situation. Even those who fight against understanding and taking action on the devastating forces that are emerging in the world destroying the climate, polluting the planet. Even those who resist uh, change, they do so out of their own pain. All need the loving presence of that healing balm of compassion and understanding so that they may let go of their fear and step into the light that they may begin to open their hearts and minds that this light may come to the earth plane. This requires that all beings immerse themselves in that flow of infinite love. When you do this, you think, what can I do when I bring that light to these situations of struggle and darkness? What, what, what will it do? I am just one tiny person. I may ideate that the infinite love and 
of the Supreme is there with these with living beings, but I am one. But when each and every one does this, you are not one, but you are millions. And that mental force, that ideation upon the great, and bringing that calm and peace and great love to living beings will have an impact. And those who are in a position to give aid, to support, to care, they will be emboldened by that. And those leaders who need to make the right decisions, their hearts will be opened by that. So make that light more available through your connection to Divine Source. And this is the one thing you can do for all of the strife and struggle in this world today. And where you can, when you can, if you can do something in the physical plane as well as in the spiritual plane and the mental plane, do so. As this love fills you, you will be inspired by whatever routes are available to you. Never think that your action is too small, that it doesn't make any difference. That is not the case. Every little action adds up. Every intent of loving kindness, understanding, and compassion for living beings adds up to bring that light filtering through the leaves, that bright light of the sun, to take away the overcast and let that light shine in human societies. Now is not the time to sit on the fence, to try to ignore the world situation. Now is the time to take the actions you can take to bring the light of the infinite into this world, whatever they may be. So think on it. Think what you can do in the spiritual realm, in the mental realm, and in the physical realm. The love of the infinite is the solution to today's problems. For human beings must be guided by a universal light of infinite love and kindness and find their way 
to live with each other and to live in harmony with this planet. This is essential and it is coming to a crisis level which it must to change. So never be daunted by what is happening. If your heart is heavy with what is happening, let it be, utilize that heaviness to take action in the ways that you are able. And your greatest asset is your spiritual connection. All right. Are there any questions? Do you have any practical solutions or suggestions for uh, even a small step for these two bitter peoples to begin to move in the correct direction? Yes. But their hearts and minds must find the love and compassion of the great to do so. To stop being enemies, to stop them and us. There is apartheid in that area. It must be broken down as it must be in South Africa. The same is true. The same solution is there. But it is not an easy solution for the Jewish people have in Israel have staked out from years of oppression, their, their fear has driven them to, to want to close their borders to those other people and to not accept them. If they integrate with them, will they be a Jewish state? It will need some change of psychology, but it cannot remain as it is, and sooner or later it will change. For now, if they can find kindness to fight each other in a humanitarian way, and to hold off from crimes against humanity. Very, if Israel wants to hunt down Hamas, perhaps there is a more pinpointed way they can do so. But their real problem, they know, is not Hamas. Their real problem is this group of Palestinians in this open-air prison 
that is a seething bed for such hatred. They know this. Can but the Gazan given autonomy as a country or something that they have their independence? That will not solve the problem. Ananda Devakama was saying, can Gaza have independence? But it will not solve the problem. There are too many people in too small of an area with great resentment of their neighbors. <clears throat> Loving kindness compassion for living beings and willingness to offer a helping hand to each other can make a tremendous difference. Where will this action of Israel lead if they go from down this road they are going down, that they have gone down? Will it lead to a resolution of the problem? No not unless they are willing to do genocide to an entire people. Prejudice, bigotry, and oppression of others has no place in this world. And will never end well. Turning those horses around is where the solution lies. Even just a little, a little kindness, a little love can go a long way. So meditate and send your love that those leaders might notice it just a bit and feel it in their hearts and start caring for each other's people and end this oppression. All right, is there more? Thank you. Uh, it's just a quick question in the country of my origin, Serbia, where there is a Kosovo and Metokia, which also has this issue of oppression of Serbs within Kosovo and Metokia, which, which is not yet recognized Speak as up. independent state. And I know has a similarity, the oppressor becomes aggressor and so on and so forth. In communist Yugoslavia, Kosovo's having their own university, their own language, they have freedom. There was kind of autonomy within Serbia, but after the world war in 1992s, Yugoslavia became six countries and Kosovo kind of became 
also with this uh, uh, desire to become an independent state, but it was not here recognized by a number of countries in the world. And I don't see that that cannot be integrated within Serbia as it was before with their own rights as it was. So I don't know what the solution there if we have any ideas about that. It is the same problem, tension between two groups. One afraid that the other will gain dominance over it. If instead the attitude is turned around to be loving and kind and to have generosity for the other. And they can begin to soften their borders and integrate with each other, accepting their differences and loving each other then things will change. But as long as the other is seen with a kind of hostility and a negative view, it will remain the same. Groupism leads to these problems. Identity with nationalism, identity with religion, so that the people become other and they are disliked for what they are, rather than all having good feeling towards each other and integrating in the whole. That, in truth, has been the greatness of the United States, is the integration of all nationalities and peoples. It has not been perfect, and there has been racism, but it has been relatively good compared to some other places so that one group does not isolate in one place and another group in another place and have negative sentiment and lack of love towards each other. Where love is less, pain is more. All right. <laughs>